At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, yo? Hey. Hey. Gotta look this up. Gotta look what up? We have new Patreons. Oh. So. All right. Let's see. That's pretty cool. Has my phone, so. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, uh Shocking. I was not prepared. Hmm. Go figure. I know. My voice is all crackly today. Fuck. Are you talking too much? Uh, probably to Jax, yeah. Today, it, he was on time all fucking day. He wasn't home all day. When he got home in this morning, yes, he was. And we fucking played action figures nonstop. He fucking got the dog going crazy. So, I'm a little spent. Yeah, I'm going to move my microphone, sorry. Shit, <clears throat> too far. Okay, so, we have, I sound funny, we have new Patreons. Better? Okay. Yeah. So, we have, we have like a couple. Where mm. did I, so, Ro, we talked about Ro, right? Yeah. Um, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. She's a sergeant. All right. Uh, Kathleen is also a sergeant. Mm-hmm. Hillary is a lieutenant. Ooh. Fancy. Uh, Stacy is a patrolman. All right. Alexis is a sergeant. Okay. I am going to completely tear apart this name. Mm-hmm. So I don't even want to say it because I feel I would feel terrible. We'll just we'll call her Marshall. Okay. She'll, she'll figure out that it's her, I'm sure. Uh, she's a lieutenant. Whoa. So I promise I will learn how to say your name. Um, Rocklin mm. is a patrolman. All right. Lisa is a patrolman. And Michelle is a lieutenant. Not bad. So we do. We have a lot more. Holy cow. I love you guys. This is great. This is crazy. I know. It's insane. <clears throat> wow. Thank you guys. So <clears throat> um, merch is, we're getting more. 
Yeah. Um, I have two shirts already. We have t-shirts ready. Yeah. They're the skeleton ones, and I'm picking them up in the next couple days. I think the poop shoot ones should be done too. Pretty soon, yeah. So the skeleton ones are definitely done, done. So I'll pick those up Monday. So our logo, the skeleton logo with the girl and the boy skeleton. Yeah. That's what the t-shirt is, and it says Death Dress Part. So. It looks like the Death Dress Part sticker, yeah. the white one. So if you want yeah. one of those t-shirts, let me know. Um, but as soon as I get one, I'll put it up so you guys can see it. Cool. And then the poop sheet one. Yes. Which is... Amazing. Insane. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a poop shoot shirt. I, yeah. You're I, goddamn right it is. I don't, I don't... I can move this now, I guess. And we need my face that, with the poop shoot. Babe, the amount of people that are like, put his face on a fucking t-shirt and I will buy it, it yeah. is obnoxious. I know. <laughs> I'm going to walk into work and see your face on seven different fucking people. I know. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. Oh, you guys are awesome. Yeah. Hmm. So it's been a while. We had an interesting week. We had a shitty week. Yeah. <laughs> the trip to st louis we were planning on doing an episode there but with all the fucking tests they gave me i was not in any fucking mood really we were planning on getting shit-faced and recording and we didn't even feel like doing that we didn't even have a drink dude the entire day i was poked with fucking needles Mm -hmm. i was fucking zapped we got i was back like three hours later than we thought we were gonna to the hotel yeah yeah it man it sucked it was long and the news is like eh. it's not it's an answer i mean it's a it's an answer it's better than what we've had before so yeah but it sucks hearing uh i know yeah there's nothing you could do just wait another two years and see if it fucking moves i know but i don't think surgery would have been a better answer no but just the time frame yeah, and not know. knowing if nerves are going to fucking come back or not. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a double-edged sword. It's nice to have an answer instead of, I don't know. Yeah. Because even this doctor was like, no, if you could do this, you shouldn't be able to do this. I know. And you could. So, she was stomped. Yeah. So if a nerve specialist is fucking stumped. And one of the only nerve specialists in, in the, the United, country. Yeah, in the United States. So I think getting an answer, at least from her, is better than, you know. Yeah. But it was pretty interesting, like, having her tell me that, like, nothing made sense. Uh, and yes, that's what I'm telling saying. Telling her residents that were following her around that. Like, She's never what? seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's one of the, the top specialists in the United States, and she's like, what the fuck? And then we had to sign a release so they could use mine for... <laughs> for photos. For, yeah. yeah. For photos for and exam papers. <laughs> yeah. and Yeah. Because you're a fucking anomaly. The f- one funny thing was when I was, like, talking about my legs and the no feeling, and she's like, oh. And then, like the one resident asked a question or something and then she like yelled at all of them are you guys writing this down that was is anyone writing this down 100 percent my favorite she's got five fucking people with her she starts asking questions because doctors like that normally have scribes yeah oh no is someone gonna write this down Ooh. yeah she didn't seem like the person i would want to be with on a residency 
She was very nice to us. She was nice to us. I don't us, think she was nice to them, but no. I don't think you're supposed to be nice she, to them. She looked like a doctor who knew her shit. Oh, yeah, and did not like, fuck around. Didn't fuck around. She wanted things done her yeah. way. Well, and here's the thing. When you're a fucking nerve surgeon. And one of, like, the only ones in the nation. You work on fucking pen tips. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Was that the dog choking? I th- think he just fucking croaked or something, the way it sounded. Oh, my God. So, yeah. <laughs> so, this week has been... Yes. I've been out of it. And, it's been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, here but we I are. But I still managed to get the case done. Yeah, you did. Is it going to be a two-parter? It uh, it might be. Yeah, if we start running long, I think I'm going to cut you If we start running off. long, then we'll just... Well, I know... I know where I'll cut it if we make it a two-parter, so we'll see what we're at. All right. Then. Because I had to dope up a little bit, yeah, too. Yeah, well, so. I mean, we'll do part two tomorrow, and I'll just fucking dope you up again. Yeah. So. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. But thank you for the coffee. I needed a little pick-me-up. Mm-hmm. After you yelled at me for taking so long. Yeah, I did. Babe. <laughs> I know. I get it. I get it. Babe. I know. I There's only so much I could fucking I know. take. I know. I get it. So many fucking body slams I can fucking hear. <laughs> and then when I'm trying to do a workout right here, mm-hmm. he's fucking in my ear doing body slams with his guys. He's, fucking. He, as much as he's a mama's boy, he's a daddy's boy, too. Yes, he I is. know. And Leah doesn't give a shit about us. No. So. <laughs> no, she's at that age. She don't give a fuck. No, she doesn't. She wants to and when get she, out of here. Do you know... <laughs> She know she got she has to know we don't fucking pay attention to her mean girl drama. Oh, because I, she stands in front of the TV now. I know she does what to get our attention. What are you doing? Move the fuck <laughs> over! I'm watching a fucking baseball game. I don't give a shit who said what. I don't. I just don't care. Uh, so okay. So you, you, the girls in their fucking drama, it's like insane. guys. If if you're argue like we didn't argue. No. If you got tired of, like, hanging around that person, we would take a week off. Yeah. I'll talk to you in a week. Cool. We'll, we'll make plans. But fucking everything is mm-hmm. drama. Every yeah. text message is drama. Shut the fuck up yeah. and let me watch baseball. I will say, though, the new issue, though, is, like, we we have to legitimately consider transferring her out of her fucking school yeah I know. the fights are getting so bad at her school that it made the fucking news yeah there was a, a girl fight bad. the other day and they beat the fuck out of the principal yeah why well first of all why are we not fucking arresting these people yeah that's what i want to know but, but she texted me from school today everything she got is, escorted to the bathroom yeah everything is like on lockdown mm-hmm. they're sending security with do you want to know why the though that's because of the fucking tiktok challenges you didn't hear about the TikTok challenges? No, I yeah. did. I don't think it's because of that. I think it's because parents are fucking up in arms yeah, well, with this making the news. Yeah, well. Every day, I mean, she's showing me shit that she's recording. And I mean, there were and fights it's, in it's, my it's, school, but... but... it's kind of hilarious, too, because she's just, like, walking past to go to her locker. And, oh, look at this fight. And, and the, there's a fucking brawl in the fucking middle of the hallway. People fucking babe, doing flying elbows. The fucking chick whose shirt came off, and she kept swinging. <laughs> You know, like when you would like pull somebody's shirt from the back over their head so they can't see anything. That's what they did, and yeah. she kept fucking swinging. I I knew like that school was never that great. 
But it, like it had Joliet Central better. was always yeah, it did. And now and Joliet Central was the shit school, but yeah. now Joliet West is yeah, fucking so. going to shit. Yeah. So yeah, I think we're gonna have to talk about that's fun on top of everything else. Yeah. So, yay. Yay. Mm. Parent life, it's mm. awesome. Fuck my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, what case do you got for us? Uh, okay, so today we are going to do Crystal Rogers. Okay. So this is still unsolved. Okay. And there are multiple other murders that happened around the time that they think are connected. So it almost has like a Village of the Damned feel. Oh, But okay. there's like creepy connections. Like I, it's... It's obvious what happened to her, and it's obvious who fucking did it, but they can't, they don't have enough evidence to prove it. Yeah. So, but it's a, it's a very recent update, too, that they're still waiting for results back for, so we'll mm, get into Jesus. It. So, th- it might be, like, Satan's fucking temperature. I wanted to warn you. No, it's good. Oh, because I got it on my hand. Oh, my God, you know what I forgot? We got to talk about on the ride home from... Before we get into this, when the car didn't start. Because that would have just been the fucking icing on the cake. I know. Oh, where we were. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so first, when we were recording that episode. Yeah. So we just recorded Chris Vaughn, who, if you listen to it, you know, he is, he was convicted of um, shooting and killing his wife and three children. It's very close to home. Um, it was in a town very close to here. So while we were f- while we were recording, Mark's fucking macho man glasses just out of nowhere snapped on my face. It, it, he wasn't touching them. He wasn't moving. Nothing like they fucking snapped just fucking on my face. Snapped. So then, what else happened while my we were bracelet recording? fucking and came his off. so his tiger's eye bracelet fell off, which is bad juju, anyways. Yeah. So then we're driving home, and I'm like, babe, look, it's. It's Bluff Road. Right. Off I-55, so, which we got to take. Right. And we were running out of gas yep. and trying to make it home on yep. time you so, know, with Jack's getting out of school. So we had to pull over in that gas station that's mm-hmm. right next to the fucking cell tower where it happened. Which is, we pointed out, we're like, it's got to be that one because yeah. that's the only one kind of off in the distance. So we're, we're talking about it. Yeah. And then the motherfucking car wouldn't start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. And we just looked at each other like, son of a bitch. Yeah. This is really fucking happening. Yeah, the car wouldn't start. Yeah. So, so that's been a couple creepy things. Not going back down that way again. No. Fuck never that. never getting off on Bluff Road nope. again. Nope. Fuck that. Yeah. Frightening. Fuck that. <laughs> but yeah, I thought we had to mention that. Yeah. Because I thought... Because it's creepy it's, as fuck. It's, it was creepy. Ugh. And I got to get new Macho Man glasses. I know, your glasses snapping, and then your Tiger's Eye bracelet at the same time falling off. I'm like, this is bad fucking juju. Yeah. Now, I was told that Mercury is in retrograde, and it's been that way for like a month now, and we have another week. Um, It it literally means that everything is fucked up for the entire time. Oh, that that Mercury is in retrograde. So, like, I was talking to Laura. Yeah. She just sent me a message. Mercury. <laughs> I'm like, what? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? So she sent me this big long article. Yeah. I was like, motherfucker, this is this is my week. 
like this on is, both of our weeks. And then I see, because it was like three weeks ago that she showed me this, and I was like, motherfucker, I have three more weeks of this? Like, oh, what? fuck. The 16th. It's over. Oh, my God. Can't wait. I can't take anymore. No. Um, I'm pretty much done. Yeah. I'm spent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm tapping. I'm mm-hmm. tapping the, out. Oh, my God. We should have gotten drunk on Saturday. We should have. <laughs> oh, my God. We didn't. We were, but that's how bad, like, that visit was. Like, yeah. I, I didn't even want to get shit-faced. I, I was just, very unprepared, which is unlike me. I had no snacks. I had no water. I left my vapes in the car, which we valeted. Left my medicine in the car. Left at the hotel. Yeah. It was... Hot and then they made me fucking wheel, like, roll myself... <laughs> Like down the fucking that hallway. resident was like, "Fuck you, I gotta deal with." Yeah, her. I was like, "Dude, you can't fucking help me." So my arms were fucking spent. Yep. Like, oh my god. I did use my football wagon. I just want to throw that up. Yeah, that. that Everybody came makes in fun handy. of my fucking football wagon until it comes in handy. And you know what? Two of the moms bought wagons. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. fancy ones. Like, I kind of need to upgrade. Uh, so. it, it comes in handy. Mm-hmm. It does. It was a good bye. Yep. All right. Sorry for cutting you off. Um, I was going to say I don't know where he was, but we didn't even start yet. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. I got so fucking thrown off on, like, what day it was because of I didn't go to work Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. So I went to work on Wednesday, and I was like, yeah, it's Monday. And they're like, no fucking idiot. It's not Monday. So whatever. It's the middle of the fucking yeah. week. All right. So, Friday, July 3rd of 2015, Crystal Rogers was at the local Walmart doing some shopping. Same girl. Same. Mm. Did it on the way home. Uh, According to the receipt, time stamped for 4.36 p.m., she bought several food items, a t-ball plate, a junior sniper rifle, a bucket, and two boys' t-shirts. No, you just bought me butt wipes. That was it. Right, right. So hers is like a, an odd variety. It's kind of like buying like garbage bags and a shovel. Do yeah. you think the Walmart lady was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You're getting a rifle in a fucking bucket? Like, mm. what? huh? Sure. Mine was easy. Butt wipes and donuts. Legit. <laughs> right. Oh, and bananas. I threw some bananas in there, too. So, um, oh, so a cousin of hers actually saw her leaving the Walmart. After Walmart, Crystal dropped off two of her kids to her ex-husband's house, uh, which was obviously their father. She then met her fiancé, Brooks, at his family's farm for a date night around 7 p.m. According to Brooks, they went out to the field to feed the cows. If you take me to feed fucking cows... Mm-hmm. You ain't coming back, girl. Uh, I, bring me some peanut butter whiskey and we can go feed the fucking cows. That's the only <laughs> way I'm taking that as a date night. I, I should just buy it when I go, because every time I see it... It's next to the stuff I get you. Yeah. I would like to go cow tipping. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. But not fucking feed them on a date night. Really? No. Dude's well, loaded. I guess if you're a fucking farmer. Ew. No, he's not the fucking farmer. So, whatever. So they went out to the field to feed the cows. Uh, according to Crystal's mom, uh, the weather was shit that night. It was pouring rain. And there's no way her daughter would go into the fucking field in the rain. Yeah. Because she didn't work on the fucking farm. Um, Brooks then said they headed home late, getting home after midnight. He went to bed. Crystal stayed awake with their two-year-old son um, because he was with them the whole time, feeding cows in the rain. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she played games on her phone, which was not abnormal for her. She was kind of a night owl, would wake up late in the morning. Yeah. 
Um, Brooks woke up on July 4th with his two-year-old uh, in bed with him, and Crystal was nowhere to be found. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. All right. What's that about? So, Crystal Maria Ballard was born on April 4th, 1980, to parents Tom and Sherry Ballard. Listening to her mother talk, she sounds like Tinkerbell. Really? And when you listen to her talk and, like, she starts to cry, it literally, like, rips your heart out of your fucking chest. Oh. It's awful. Because oh. she almost sounds childlike. Yeah. Awful. Awful. Mm. Um, she was the older sister to um, her sister, Brooke, and her brother, Casey. She spent her entire life in Bardstown. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Bardstown is in Kentucky. And it is actually known as the bourbon capital of the world. Because oh. there's uh, three or four distilleries over there. Oh, no kidding. It's also been called the, quote, most beautiful small town in America. Hmm. It's approximately 40 miles south of Louisville with a population of just under 14,000. Tommy Ballard was in construction, owning his own construction business. And Sherry was a homemaker, stay-at-home mom. Crystal was a happy, shy child who always tried to see the best in everyone in every situation. Okay, I have to stop myself. We were talking about this the other day. I told Kelly, if I ever get killed, don't fucking lie to Dateline. Oh, right. Do not be like, she was a pleasure to be around and she just loved everybody. Be like, she was a dick and she probably ran her fucking mouth to the end. (laughs) Don't lie to Dateline. (laughs) Keith Morrison doesn't deserve that. Just tell him the truth. So... Crystal got along with everybody, uh, but didn't have much luck in love. When she was 20, her first daughter, Ashley, was born. She lived with a father in a house built by her parents, because Tommy was in construction. Yeah. Um, He unfortunately got into alcohol pretty hard, and they broke up. Hmm. Shortly after that, she had her second daughter. um, I've heard Kaylee and Kylie. Yeah. So I'm an idiot, and I'll probably say both. So Um, that relationship also didn't work out unfortunately and then crystal met pete rogers those two got married and had two children tori and trent uh that relationship didn't last either they all turned out to be like douche nozzles you know so um it's her yeah her mom said the one guy was like nice it just didn't wasn't there you know Um, but you can't always blame the guy. No, you I can't. Mean, I mean, there's a common denominator. Yeah, you know, chicks are crazy too. So she was ready for a change and to start over. Uh, she left her husband and she rented a house for her and her kids. Uh, Crystal rented the house from Brooks Hawk, 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 Hawk. Sure, one of them, whatever. Uh, I have an asterisk here that says I can't find shit about his childhood because I can't. <laughs> Nothing. I know he grew up on this fucking farm, and his mom's yeah. name is Rosemary. That's it. And he has a, a grandmother who um, actually becomes pretty involved in this. No. Yeah. That's it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, couldn't find shit about his childhood. Interesting. And you know I look. Yeah, I look you do. Shit. You dig. Um, so, <laughs> I put every time I clicked on a link about his parents, I got sent to a porn site. Which I showed you, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every fucking link. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I gave up. Um, he did have a brother named Nick who was heavily involved mm. in this case. And he um, was, he ended up living with his 89-year-old grandmother. Mm-hmm. Nick's a real special one. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so Brooks, oh, Hauk, Hauk. He became her landlord. 
He had been in the rent and real estate development development business in Nelson County since the mid-2000s. Houck's Rentals was formed in May 2007, and he also owned a construction business called Select Quality Homes. Uh, His brother Nick is a Bardstown police officer, was. Mm. Uh, Brooks and Nick were very close to their grandmother. Uh, Brooks was a clean-cut, polite man with a lot going for him, and eventually him and Crystal began a romantic relationship. Uh, she thought that stability would be good for her and her kids, and she thought her dad would like them because they had common ground in construction. Yeah. Um, when Crystal started bringing Brooks around her family, though, her mom kind of had a weird feeling but couldn't place it. Mm-hmm. So when a close friend of hers was over, she asked the friend, and the friend said that he um, he came off as very fake. Yeah. So, not. I mean, they didn't see anything shitty about him, just that he was, you know. You, you could kind of yeah, tell when someone's fake. being... Little. So, uh, before, not, so Sherry would, she made a point to try and get along with him. Yeah. But she started to notice little things that would, like, piss her off because they were stupid. One of the things she said was um, they went out shooting clay pigeons, yeah. her, Brooks, and her brother and sister, and he changed her shells out to possibly turkey shells. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the um, fuck that means. But it made the rifle kick back harder. Okay. And it fucked up her shoulder. So, <laughs> okay. like, things like that. Like, wh- why? Yeah. Because you're a dick? Well, Pretty much. Maybe so. the spread was a little bit better. She, He's the only, like, hers was the only ones that got changed. Yeah, maybe she was a shitty shot in, like, the fucking spread on... I don't know, I'm just... I'm just thinking. Mm-hmm. So, there was another instance around Christmas. The two of them got into a fight. Crystal came into her mom's house crying and said that um, Brooks refused to come in. Um, And she said, quote, Mama, my whole life it's like this. Every guy I meet turns out like this. Sherry, not wanting to discourage her, said it would all work out. Maybe he was having a bad day. And Sherry then says, I should have never told her that. So, shortly after that, uh, Crystal got pregnant. And it moved in with Brooks. And I did so it's see a you shitty spill re- that all over yourself. Yeah, today. I did. I drooled. Um, so it's a shitty relationship, but you still... She doesn't say it's shitty. She just... She never said it's shitty. Okay. Then I'm mishearing shit. No, no, no. She's not... She just says that, like, it doesn't work out. Like, her and yeah. the guys don't get along. Okay. Maybe it's her. Not every guy is going to be a fucking dick. Maybe it's her. I get it. (laughs) I get it. But we're focusing on this one particular guy. Okay. I gotcha. Are you... Simmer fucking down. The coffee amped me up. Jesus (laughs) Christ. I'm all jacked up on caffeine now. You're like on fucking 12. (laughs) I wish you guys could see his face. He's like slamming shit down and like he's he's angry. You still have fucking propel in your beard. Is that better? Why don't you get it out? No. <laughs> Yuck. Okay, are you, are you done? Are you going to calm down a bit? I got my dip in. You're I'm calming down. Amped. Well, it just, like, chicks kill me with that. But, no, and I'm not saying you're wrong. You have multiple relationships. You're either seeking out that type of person. Yes. Which... 
that's I mean a lot of people do that you're seeking out that type of person which is what it sounds like with her right or you're the common denominator right but then it's still bad to you but you're still gonna have a baby with that person I don't think they intended on uh, intended or yeah. not you, you I know I know I'm just saying so if I'm going out with a crazy chick, I, I'm not gonna say, "Hey, you know what? Our relationship sucks. Let me knock you up." Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I could be stuck with you forever. Well, he fucking kills her. So mm. I mean, spoiler alert. Mm. So, all right, now I gotta figure out where the fuck I am. Hang on, I gotta get this bra off. <laughs> <laughs> Let them titties hang. Oh God. Okay. So, one night, one of Crystal's kids uh, called Sherry crying and said that Brooks wasn't home. Mm -hmm. And they were home alone. So, Sherry was pretty pissed about that because they're not older kids. Yeah. You know, I think um, Ashley, who was the oldest, was 11 or 12 at this time. And they had a small baby there. So, Sherry gets dressed, goes over there. By the time she gets there, Brooks had gotten home. Mm Mm-hmm. Sherry said that she, quote, fussed at him, and he completely fucking ignored her, and then didn't speak to her for months, saying he disrespected him in his home. Hmm. So, October 12th of, or excuse me, 22nd of 2012, Jesus fucking Christ, maybe I need caffeine. Yeah. Um, Their son, Elijah Thomas, was born. At the time, Ashley was, oh, 13, okay. Kylie was 11, Tori was 9, and Trenton was 7. Brooks was reportedly a very loving father to Eli, um, even though he generally didn't care for him alone. Like, take care of him alone. Um, However, he didn't always treat Crystal's other children the same. He went as far as um, splitting the grocery bill. Hmm. Like, he wouldn't pay for her children's food, even though they all lived in the same house. Yeah. So... It's a douchey move. Yeah, it's yeah. a dick move. Like, you knew she had four fucking kids, dude. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, Sherry felt that they should be acting more like a blended family, but Crystal assured her that the arrangement was fine. Uh, however, at the beginning of July, Crystal seemed to have had enough of the relationship because, according to her sister, Brooke, uh, Crystal had told her that she got a new job and she was going to get her own place and she was going to leave Brooks. Mm. July 3rd, 2015, Crystal's at the Walmart. Um, She drops Tori and Trenton at their father's house, meets Brooks at the family farm. This is all according to Brooks. So this family farm is a 240-acre farm on Pashel Ballard Road. Yeah. And they had a quick dinner at home. They got home around midnight. He originally said that they left their... um, Way earlier than they did. He said they left around 11, but later on in interviews, the cops were like, cool, because the camera shows you leaving at 11.55, yeah. which would have gotten them home at 12.20. Okay. So that's around the time they got home. Yeah. Um, so July 4th, 2015, Brooks wakes up with Eli in bed with him. Uh, Crystal is not in the house or at the house. Her car's there. Yeah. She's not there. Interesting. Um, Brooks would later say he didn't think anything of it because she often spent the night at her sister's house or a friend named Sabrina's house. Now, in a documentary that Oxygen did, this friend Sabrina was like, she spent the night at my house one time in the fucking 15 years I've known her. (laughs) So, yeah, she's like, no, doesn't happen. Right. 
So later on that day, Kylie called her grandmother asking if she had heard from Crystal. Sherry said that she hadn't, but she would try to get a hold of her. And she just assumed that because it was the holiday, Brooks and Crystal were at a party and she couldn't hear her phone. She tried a couple more times, then called her other daughter, her sister, and her mom to see if they had heard from Crystal. Yeah. She receives another call from Kylie saying that she still hadn't heard from her mom. Uh, Sherry calls Brooke again to reach out to Crystal, thinking she'll answer her sister over Mm -hmm. her mother. Um, Although it wasn't like Crystal at all to not return a call, Sherry still had it in the back of her mind that Crystal's phone was probably just dead. Right. So, July 5th of 2015, Brooke calls Sherry in the morning crying and says she still has not heard from Crystal. Her brother, Casey, and his wife were driving home from a camping trip and stopped by their parents' house and found Sherry damn near hysterical and unable to calm down. She just kept saying she knew something was wrong. Something was wrong. So Casey and Tommy tried to calm her down uh, by saying they were sure everything was fine, but they all agreed it was probably time to report her missing. So Sherry and Crystal's oldest daughter, Ashley, headed to the Nelson County Sheriff's Department to file the report. On the way, they passed Brooks driving. So Ashley texted him to pull over into the Walmart so they could talk. Brooks told Sherry and Ashley he last saw Crystal on July 3rd when he went to bed. Um, And because Sherry and Brooks weren't speaking, he didn't know how frantic everybody was. Yeah. However, according to the uh, women, he showed zero concern whatsoever. And that he and Crystal had gotten into a quote discussion yeah he's very careful to not say argument or fight right consistently he calls it a discussion Mm. um about how he treats her four other kids so Hmm. he said when she wasn't there on saturday morning he just assumed she'd spent the night at a friend's house and she'd be back which is bullshit because we know she doesn't do that um sherry would later say that she was certain something was seriously wrong when she looked in the back seat she looks in the back seat, and Eli sits up and waves at her. Brooks never has the baby alone. Yeah. Crystal never leaves the baby. Everybody who knows Crystal said that she always had at least one of her kids with her, but the baby was always with her. Yeah. So the baby being with Brooks was freaked weird. her out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sherry told him, we're going to go report her missing, and his response was, yeah, you should probably do that. <sighs> Yeah. Thanks, dude. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you want to come with? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so Sherry was adamant that Crystal would not just up and leave the kids, and the baby, like I said, was always with Crystal. Um, <clears throat> later that day, a relative spotted what they thought was Crystal's car and called Sherry and Tommy. Tommy and Casey went to see if it was Crystal's car, and sure enough, Crystal's maroon, I think it was a 2004, Chevy Impala was on the side of Bluegrass Parkway, mile marker number 14. Hmm. The car was unlocked, key in the ignition. Her purse and uncharged cell phone were sitting in the seat, and the back passenger tire was flat. Hmm. Tommy immediately pointed out the tire, um, said that it wasn't flat so much as it was low, like someone had let the air out of it. And when you look at the pictures of it, it's not completely flat. Hmm. So... um, He also thought it was odd that she would pull over for a flat because she'd been known to drive on a flat more than once to avoid being stuck on the side of the road. Yeah. So he also thought that the driver's seat appeared to be pushed further back than Crystal normally handed at. 
So Tommy immediately told Casey not to touch anything and called the police. Uh, The family couldn't help but think that the car was planted, obviously, because of the reasons that I just said. So um, as the police started their investigation, the Ballard family started their own, especially Tommy. So Tommy organized a search almost daily and started selling T-shirts and like bracelets, things like that, you know, like the rubber bracelets raising over a yeah. hundred grand for oh, a reward he tommy was not fucking around wow um so he damn near became the unofficial lead investigator yeah. of this he himself followed up on every single lead no matter how small or vague and kept detailed notes about everything that he possibly could good for um him. it comes up later so mm-hmm. Tommy and Sherry started Team Crystal to organize searches and such. Meanwhile, Brooks and his family didn't do a motherfucking thing. Uh, Brooks said that he did not partake in the searches because he wanted everything to be about Crystal and not him. You could still help. Or you knew where she was. Right. (laughs) Just saying. So... July 8th of 2015, Brooks was brought into the Nelson County Sheriff's Office to be interviewed. The way he talks, I want to fucking throat punch him. Why? I just, like, when they described him as being fake. Yeah. Oh, my God. He can shut he's the fake. Fu- just shut up, dude. Yeah. The one thing, oh, my God, later on when people try and talk to him, I really appreciate you asking me that question. I'm going to fucking punch you. Oh, yeah. That's what he kept saying. Yeah. I really appreciate you asking me that question. No, you fucking don't. No. Dick. That's so you could think of another answer. Right. (laughs) So he did talk about them getting into the discussion. Again, careful not to call it an argument. Mm -hmm. And said that they, you know, had sometimes discussed maybe splitting up, but not real conversations about breaking up. Yeah. They didn't take a break. Um. (laughs) He was mostly calm during the interview, only losing his cool a couple times when he didn't really like the questions that they were asking him. Yeah. Um, Brooks is asked repeatedly if him and Crystal ever had problems or discussed splitting up. He gave this ridiculously long fucking answer about how all couples go through it, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But they had a discussion, blah, blah, blah. But he can't remember if it was before or after the baby was born. Hmm. The, ba- the baby's two and a half. Yeah. What? Mm. Sir? Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty so, then. He, um, he ends up bringing up a conversation that he had had with the police, not an interview, just a conversation, um, that when this particular, quote, discussion would come up, she would go stay at her friend Sabrina's house or at her parents' house for a, quote, short period of time, a day or a day and a half. Sure. Sticking to it. But they loved each other. Yeah. And she always came back. Mm. Hmm. He then goes over what happened that night. Again, the quick dinner at home, blah, blah. We won't go through it. Except I, I left a note about them leaving the farm at 12.20 saying with the fucking baby. Right. So um, he did receive a call at midnight. They, the cops at this point had, um, they had his phone records already. Yeah. He got a call at midnight. It was a 13-second phone call. It would have been when they were driving home. And Brooks is like, I don't fucking know. I don't remember that happening. 
and then says that it's not uncommon for workers to call to say when they're done because they're paid hourly. And the cops were like, cool, we've pulled a shit ton of phone records and this has never fucking happened. (laughs) So who were you talking to? Right. I don't remember. Oh, dude, Mm -hmm. you're killing me. So he said he woke up around six or seven with Eli, but Crystal was gone. You didn't feel somebody putting a fucking two-year-old in bed with you? Right. Okay. Uh, Brooks didn't think twice about it, gave Eli a yogurt tube to eat in the truck, and they went back to his family's farm. The police asked him if he tried calling Crystal, and he said that he didn't remember. He didn't remember if he called her and when he called her, and he couldn't get a hold of her. He doesn't remember a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, The police kept pushing, and finally... (laughs) Brooks came up with some lame-ass fucking story about her and her friends frequently having fantasy parties. What? So those are parties, like, it's like a girl... Remember the one I went to at Heather's house? It's like a sex toy party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he said they frequently had them. How many fucking sex toys do you need? (laughs) What are you buying? Do you just hang out and, like, hit each other in the forehead with them? I, like, you're frequently having them? Dildo party, man. But he was embarrassed to talk about it. Okay. So that's why he didn't bring it up. Mm. Okay. Sure. Um, he went on to say that every time they had a fantasy party, she would stay out all night, and he would get, um, he would he would be the one taking care of all of the children. Mm. He would babysit all of the women's children, too. So they could play with rubber wieners. Okay. (laughs) Um, I could just imagine, like, babe. They're sword fighting with dildos? Right. So um, he said it. Smack them on the forehead? I mean, that's what I would fucking do. Seriously. He said it wasn't uncommon for Crystal to stay out all night. And everybody else in Crystal's life was like, no, no, she doesn't do that. He said, quote, I'm good enough to get all the kids for all this, and I'm a good enough person to do that. But when everyone thinks there's a little bit of distress, they throw me under the bus. Good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. His little bit of distress is his fiance missing. That's a bit yeah. more than a little bit of distress. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and maybe they're throwing you under the bus because you killed her, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> Idiot. He, so he goes on to imply basically that she's a shit mom Um, and says, are you ready for this? Yeah. He's a single parent now. It's been five days. Yeah. Five days. Not only has it been five days, he keeps saying she's at a friend's house and he's pissed that people are dragging his name through the mud. I labeled my asterisks this time, so I know where to go. All right. Uh, I lied. No. Um, So Brooks is told by the police that Crystal's scent was not found on Bluegrass Parkway where her car was found, meaning that she could not have walked away from that car. Mm. And he says, as far as he knows, Crystal's a well-liked person, but maybe one of the people she helped Brooks evict was responsible. Quote, I can't think of anyone that would want to harm her, except you. (laughs) Right? You? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, his phone rings while he's in this interview. Yeah. It's his brother, Nick, who's a Bardstown police officer. Mm. He's being interviewed by the the county, right? Yeah. 
Um, you can only hear Brooks's side of the conversation. It, it's all recorded. Yeah. And he's saying that he's being interviewed, but he doesn't think he's being railroaded. He then says several times, quote, is that something you think I should do? I'll do whatever you think I should do. Do you want me to get up and leave? Mm. He told the investigator that Nick told him to do the interview, do whatever he needed to do, but don't let them beat you to death about it. Mm. So Brooks then flips script and tells the police, ask me what you need to ask me and be done. Now, Nick was asked for an interview the next day and refused. He was told by his chief he needed to go do the interview, and he still refused. The chief's like, if you're a civilian and you're a friend, I can't stop you from saying shit. Right. But you're a cop. Like, you're held to a higher standard. When another officer is asking you for an interview, you go in for a fucking interview. Yeah, but I don't know how that would work. I mean... I would still want some kind of representation. Well, yeah, take representation with you. But he was flat out refusing to go. Mm. So the day after this interview that Nick interrupted, uh, Brooks called the Nancy Grace show. What? Um, my, my note. So Nancy Grace was your first choice to prove your innocence? <laughs> that woman does not like anything with a penis. Right. You called her? <laughs> Dude, I, you'd I did, be better off calling Maury. You called Nancy Nancy Grace. Right. Dude, not a smart well, move. I wouldn't even call Nancy Grace. Right. Like, what the f- <laughs> she frightens me. Um, he starts out by saying that clearly he's innocent because he hasn't asked for any legal advice or an attorney yet. Yeah, that don't mean shit. And then says, quote, I'm 100% completely innocent in this. Oh, that's... Yeah. That's something and a liar would he say. at this point has exhausted all of his efforts with law enforcement. Mm. My note says it's been six motherfucking days. Yeah. So he speaks about having a clean name and he won't um, address the animosity, so the focus stays on Crystal, like I said before. Mm-hmm. He said his relationship with Crystal was, quote, stressed, but he had nothing to do with her disappearance and he was helping in the search efforts from, quote, behind the scenes yeah um that so then this is where i said he's constantly saying that's a great question i appreciate you asking me this it legit makes me want to stab my fucking ear with an ice pick (laughs) yeah i I had had enough watching his interviews at that (laughs) point i I was done for the night after that Yeah. yeah uh so the same day july 9th nick hauk testified before a grand jury hauk hauk which raised suspicions that he was involved in Crystal's disappearance. Mm. Bardstown Police Chief Rick McCubbin, who I love this guy. I don't even know this guy, and I love this guy. Yeah. I want to meet this guy and, like, hug him. So yeah. I'll, you'll find out why later. Um, he was pissed that Nick was continuously refusing to be interviewed, um, and Nick was just saying he had nothing to say to the detectives. And yeah. his chief is like, well, we have to let that agency determine that because we don't know what they have and what they don't have. Right. Go do the motherfucking interview. Right. Now, he went on to say that police officers, quote, have an oath and they have a duty to cooperate and that Nick had a, quote, ultimate disregard for the Nelson County's investigation. The day of the grand jury, Nick's squad was confiscated by Nelson County. Mm. Uh, He was interviewed by Kentucky State Police a week later. Shortly after that, uh, Brooks and Nick consented to polygraphs. Mm. Now... Nick is another one. I want to punch in the fucking face. Um, let's see. 
So on July 15th, Nick eventually sat down, um, like I said, to be interviewed by Kentucky State Police. Yeah. Uh, and was asked if he met up with Brooks after Brooks's interview. And Nick says, Are, you know what he says. I do not recall. Oh, dude. That's, we all say that. You're killing me. Uh, police are like, cool. Your fucking farmhouse has cameras all over it, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And so does the store across the street. <laughs> so you you left. Uh, you met up at Paschal Ballard Road, and you were passed on Route 49. Yeah. Uh, we saw you. And Nick said, quote, we didn't make a special trip out there together if that's what you're getting at. And the cops were like, so you sat out there for two hours for nothing <laughs> with your with your brother? Right. You guys left at 1122 and you backed out of the driveway at this time and this time. And Nick was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. It's your farm. Yeah. But <sighs> mm, can't you go like. Dumb, dumb. I don't know, Go to the Dairy Queen. Why'd you go straight to the farm? <laughs> right. Idiot. Um. So now the pol- the police obviously have super specific, like, we saw you back out of the driveway at 11, 22, and 23 seconds. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Nick's getting pissed. He's, he's clearly getting pissed. So now the investigator then tells Nick that there's some issues with his patrol car that they mm. confiscated. Yeah. Uh, they used luminol in the yeah. truck. And I know you know what luminol is, and I'm sure most people listening know what luminol is. Mm. But luminol is a solution that is used to detect blood and other bodily fluids. Right. It lights up like a fucking smurf. Right. Um, and like a black light. Yeah. With any type of body fluid. Right. Copious amounts of sweat, blood, spit, stuff like that. It'll light up. Um, <clears throat> so the trunk and the blanket that was in the truck lit up. Oh, shit. Nick's first statement is, quote, there's not going to be blood in the trunk. Well, I'm. he is a police officer, and we come into contact with a lot of people. Right, so right. That I'm, in your trunk? Babe, the, the amount of shit I had in my oh, trunk. Oh, I know, but. So I, I can't hammer him on that yeah. that statement. Um, he's reminded again that luminol will detect not just blood but other bodily fluids and was told there shouldn't be any bodily fluids in the trunk. Nick concedes that no one else has access to the car and he has no idea why the luminol would detect anything. He then starts to question if uh, shit was planted in his car. Mm-hmm. Brooks takes a polygraph administered by the Nelson County Sheriff's and <clears throat> excuse me Nelson County Sheriff Ed Mattingly said that Brooks was completely cooperative, but the polygraph results were inconclusive. Ooh. Nick's, on the other hand, Uh-oh. he uh, took a polygraph administered by the FBI on July 24th. He flat out fucking failed. Oh, there was shit. no if, ands, or buts about it. It was not inconclusive. It, you fucking failed. No. Miserably. Um, and it's funny because the guy who did the test and starts talking to him, it, like, starts laughing at him almost. Like, you're an idiot. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm of not these. a fan of polygraphs. Yeah. But he gets very defensive and very angry. And um, the FBI investigator um, said it. He told Nick, like, basically, the results are calling you out on your fucking bullshit. Yeah. 
He displayed a troubling tendency to answer questions with saying he could not recall. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, um, what are you doing? So the two questions he fucking failed miserably on were, do you know where Crystal is right now? And are you hiding any information about what happened to Crystal? The investigator says you didn't tell the truth to either one. He goes on to say that they don't know specifics about who did what, but between the polygraph results and a forensic evidence, they know he was involved yeah. at some point. We're not saying you did it. Yeah. We're saying you were there. Right. Um, Nick told the investigator <clears throat> about the phone call he made to Brooks during the interview and how he told Brooks just to give a narrative and then say what you mean, mean what you say, and then get the fuck out. Right. So he's getting pissed when the investigator keeps saying he's lying. Do you want to know what he says? What? Quote, I'm being 100% honest with you. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking liar. Nick is insistent that he knows nothing about the situation and had nothing to do with it. He says repeatedly he's being, quote, 100% honest, and the investigator doesn't want to believe him, quote, that's your issue, not mine. Yeah. The investigator says, well, you're a fucking idiot because it's the machine that doesn't believe you. So now we don't believe you. Um, and Nick said, quote, I don't give a goddamn what your fucking machine says. Hmm. Yeah. The polygraph examiner said he had, quote, grave concerns about Nick. <laughs> um, Nick blame. He blames the polygraph failure on not being able to speak well. He basically calls himself fucking stupid yeah. and says that when he has to go testify and shit like that, he has to like write himself a script to read from oh, because dude. he's dumb and he can't put sentences together. I mean, some cops are dumb, but yeah. that's, so that's dumb. Other cops are like, dude, we've seen you testify. You're like, fine. You don't, you don't have a script in your hand. But, okay. oh, so yeah, he tried to basically say he was fucking stupid. Um, <clears throat> So the chief is beyond angry at this point. Again, I labeled my asterisks. Uh, uh, uh. July, or yeah, July 29th, 2015, Louisville Metro Police search several lakes in continuing efforts to find Crystal. Nothing is recovered. No. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> now I really did lose my fucking place. Okay. Uh, Nick does have an extensive disciplinary file, including insubordination, refusal to report a missing teen, trouble multitasking. Maybe he's fucking stupid. Yeah, maybe he is. <laughs> Tunnel vision went on patrol, multiple driving issues, and taking a police cruiser to a girlfriend's home while off duty and then sleeping while on duty. Well, I... Check, check, <laughs> check, and check. Funny because uh, I know people with that same <laughs> huh. fucking record. So, uh, Bardstown Police Chief Rick McGubbin, who I love again, uh, gave Nick a suspension letter on September 9th, 2015, uh, which called for his eventual termination. Like, he yeah. pretty much was like, I want him gone. Yeah. Um, in the letter, the chief alleged that Nick violated the city of Bardstown Police Code of Conduct, Bardstown Personal Policies, and the Kentucky Law Enforcement Council Code of Ethics and Canon of Ethics. He charged Nick with lying or concealing material information, immoral or improper conduct, insubordination, and official misconduct, which Nick was never officially charged for. There was a hearing held on October 15th, 2015. Closed-door hearing with the mayor. Nobody yeah. really knows. Um, Nelson County Sheriff's Office Detective Jonathan... Which they usually are. Yeah. 
Um, I wrote, Sorry. I just realized I wrote Chick McGubbin when I meant to say Chief. Um, so Detective Chick sounds cool, though. Detective Jonathan Snow and Chief McGovern were questioned by representatives from the city and for Nick. During the hearing, the chief called for Nick's termination, saying his actions caused a stain of dishonor on himself, the department, and the city. Quote, Nick does not need to be a police officer. He has violated everything we stand for in law enforcement. The next day, on October 16th, 2015, Nick Houck was terminated from the police department. The same day, the Nelson County Sheriff's Department announces that they believe Crystal Rogers is deceased and Brooks Houck is officially and publicly named a suspect. Ooh. Not a person of interest. Wow. A suspect. A suspect. Holy shit. Nick is a person of interest. Wow. Brooks is a suspect. Um, <clears throat> on December 16th, 2015, 53-year-old Danny Singleton was arrested. Danny was an employee and a close friend of Brooks. Danny was charged with 38 counts of false swearing for lying under oath when being questioned about Crystal. Whoa. The media referred to Danny as Brooks's right-hand man. Uh, I don't know what I did. Uh, so Danny Singleton pled guilty to all 38 counts. Holy and shit. And served six months in prison. Wow. Um, many people were publicly speculating at this point how much the people around Brooks knew, but they weren't saying so um, <clears throat> two other men that knew Brooks, Vincent Netherly and Donald Howard, were, were also charged with falsely reporting an incident in regards to Crystal. Mm. Um, <clears throat> they lied when Im- implicating Singleton. Mm. So August 14th, 2015, Tommy and Sherry fight for grandparents' rights of Crystal's son with Brooks, Eli, because they haven't seen him at this point. Right, right. <clears throat> so fast forward a little bit. Crystal's missing for almost a year when her parents hire a private investigator. Yeah. Um, then what could potentially be a big break was brought out by the PI. Witnesses spotted a white Buick parked in a, quote, peculiar... Peculiar. Thank you. Location on the Hauk family farm the night Crystal went missing. Sherry Ballard stated that they'd known about the car from the beginning, but they didn't know whose it was or where it came from. Well, the PI figured it out. Uh, according to the Kentucky Standard, Crystal's family posted it on Facebook at the advice of the PI, and someone reached out and said, quote, I think I know where the car is, and I think I know where the car is that you want. It was at Brooks's grandmother's house, Ooh. Anna Whitesides. Mm. This is his 89-year-old grandmother. Yeah. Uh, Tommy and the PI reached out to authorities with the information who were able to confirm that Brooks's grandmother did own a white Buick. Yeah. When they attempted to execute a search warrant for the car, they discovered that Anna had recently sold the car to a dealership. Hmm. However, the authorities were able to track it down. Yeah. Uh, they searched it for forensic evidence, but the car had been detailed for well, sale. Oh, that's what I was yeah. thinking. So, That's the one thing, that, the first <clears throat> thing that they're going to do is fucking detail right. it. So according to an order signed by Nelson uh, Circuit Court Judge Charles Sims in 2016... Quote, from the court's vantage, it appears the Commonwealth may very well believe all of the following. One, that Whiteside's motor vehicle was used to dispose of a body. Two, that the motor vehicle was subsequently cleaned. And three, that her motor vehicle was sold in an attempt to prevent the Commonwealth from obtaining any evidence from it. Yeah. They still can't tie anything. Yeah. So, um, 
The police were certain at this point that obviously this car was used to transport Crystal's body. They subpoenaed Anna, the grandmother, to try and get any information. She probably didn't know. She invoked her Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. Oh, Grandma. Mm-hmm. So my note is, how are you going to get your granny involved and then make her plea the fifth? Right. <laughs> and then I said, the fuck does granny know that she ain't giving up? Right. Mm-hmm. A judge then later ruled that any further proceedings, including Anna, would be confidential. Uh, a year after Crystal goes missing, the Ballards now attempt to get full custody of Eli, but they are only granted visitation. Yeah. August of 2016, police execute search warrants on the family farm, Nick's house, and Anna's house. This is all I know about his mom. It was owned by Rosemary Houks, which is Brooks's mom. Yeah. Uh, several pieces of large farm equipment were removed from the farm. At this point, Brooks's attorney basically tells him to shut the fuck up. No more talking, no more media interviews. Stop fucking calling Nancy Grace. Just stop. Stop talking. Um... Very little information was released about what was seized in the searches. And Tommy never faulted in his search for Crystal. He spent every waking moment setting up searches, searching himself, and following every lead. November 19th of 2016, Tommy decided that he needed to spend a little time with his 12-year-old grandson, Crystal's daughter, or Mm -hmm. son, Trenton. Uh, It was deer season, so they went to a spot off Bluegrass Parkway. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, on Ed Brent Lane. It was part of property that they owned. No big deal. Uh, They left balls early when it was still dark. Tommy kissed Sherry goodbye on their way out. She went back to bed. Sherry recalls saying a prayer before going back to bed for God to watch over them in the woods and keep them safe. Mm -hmm. Less than 30 minutes later, Sherry receives a frantic call from Trenton. He says that Tommy's been shot. What the fuck? This is at 6.50 in the morning. So... She tries to calm him down. She calls 911. She gets a pair of fucking pants on and she goes. Yeah. She got there a few minutes after the paramedics um, who had at this point pronounced him already. Oh, my God. So it, it, it was too late. He had been pronounced. She goes over to him and begs him to get up and literally starts shaking him oh, to, to wake up. He had said in the weeks leading up to the shooting that he felt as if he was being followed. Um, Tommy and Trenton were standing in a clearing, and the shot literally came out of nowhere. It was a single GSW to the chest. Wow. The police immediately ruled out a hunting accident, suicide, or Trenton's involvement. Yeah. During the investigation, and I'll show you this, the documentary, because it this comes up, and it's obscene. Yeah. Like, he was hunted. Yeah. So a spot about 72 yards from the clearing was found to have many branches sawed off. Investigators thought it was either a spot for a lookout or the shooter in an almost sniper-type position. Yeah. Someone was essentially hunting Tommy. Fuck yeah, they were. They knew where he was going to be and laid in wait for him. Sherry Ooh, said and continues... Nuts. Isn't that crazy? Sherry said and continues to say that Tommy was killed because he was getting too close to finding out what happened to Crystal. Yeah. Kentucky State Police Detective Scotty Sharp came out to investigate Tommy's shooting, which is being handled, obviously, as a homicide. He stated that Kentucky State Police were diligently working on all three cases in cooperation with Nelson County Sheriff. Wow. Hang on. I got a, I got an asterisk, like, four pages down. 
okay, so I marked where I put the asterisks, but I didn't mark where. Well, that's smart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> da, da, da. I don't know. I guess we'll skip it. Um, where are we at? A little over an hour. Okay. Um, we'll, okay. So the Kentucky State PD said that they were working on three cases. Yeah. So the third case he's referring to is an unsolved homicide of a Bardstown police officer, Jason Ellis, in 2013. May 24th of 2013, Jason Ellis, badge number 139, was working a normally uneventful shift. He was a seven-year veteran of the police department and was named Officer of the Year in 2008. Jason was in a squad that wasn't normally his because his was in the shop, which caused him to not have his canine partner, Figo, with him. Hmm. So Figo's at home. Yeah. He stopped and coached his son's baseball game and ran a couple calls. His last call was dropping off a drunk guy at the hospital. Yeah. Around 2 a.m., Jason signed off for the night um, for the end of his shift and started his drive home, which was about 20 minutes out of town, to get home to his wife and his two children. Mm-hmm. He took his usual route home, routine, Yeah. Bluegrass Parkway. Okay. So Bluegrass Parkway towards exit 34, Bloomfield, to Highway 55. While he was getting off on the exit, he noticed a shit ton of tree limbs in the road. They were freshly cut and purposefully arranged. Since he had already signed off for the night, he didn't... Fucking ambush. He didn't think to tell dispatch he was stopping. Yeah. He had no choice but to get out and move the branches because he couldn't get through. Yeah. He bent down to move the tree limbs, and when he stood back up, shots rang out. Jason was ambushed by an unknown shooter with a 12-gauge shotgun. The first shot hit his vest. The second shot hit under his arm. Multiple more shots pierced the knight and Jason. Shotgun pellets hit his right arm. I have goosebumps. Um, Hit his right arm, scalp, forehead, temple, and jaw. Jason collapses and dies next to his squad. Oh, my God. A passerby who was on his way home uh, singing Highway Don't Care by Tim McGraw. (laughs) I don't know why I felt the need to put that in there. Um, His name was Chad Monroe. He was a farmer, and he was on his way home from his second job at a bourbon distillery. Yeah. He obviously goes off to get on the exit, sees the lights, and he's like, what the fuck? Like, Why does he just stop there? Sees the tree limbs. He gets out and sees Jason Mm -hmm. on the side of the car. Tries to find a pulse, and he can't. He grabs Jason's radio on his uniform and calls into dispatch, saying there's an officer down. So that's Jesus. how they found out. Um, another woman also had stopped, and she was using the car radio and was screaming, Officer Down. Yeah. Um, officers rush to the scene while dispatch tries to explain to them a situation that they have no fucking idea what's going on. They right. Don't, they don't know. Right. Um, Chad says that it looks like he's been beat, that Jason's been beat. Yeah. And his body temperature is cold. So they don't they don't know how long, you know? Yeah. Um. Dispatch then calls the chaplain and the Nelson County coroner saying we possibly have an officer down. The chief is awoken at 3 a.m. to chaos on his radio and a call from Nelson County dispatch, which he said he looked at and was like, fuck, something's wrong. Um, He arrives at the scene. He, He was being called on the way there. He said it was one of those times where it's three in the morning, your lights are going, but you you can't figure out why the car's going so slow. Yeah. So he gets there 
and one of the officers says, he's gone, chief, he's gone. He says he pulls up and he remembers the scene being eerily silent, that there were multiple officers and two paramedic crews um, standing, just standing and staring. The sheriff at the time comes up to him, comes up to the chief and says, quote, it's Ellis and he's gone. When asked what the hell happened, all he could do is repeat, quote, I don't know. Chief knelt down beside Jason, put his hand on his knee, and cried. He said he then told himself to shut up. It's time to be the chief. He got up and started barking out orders. Um, May 30th of 2013, Jason was laid to rest amongst thousands of officers from around the country. Yeah. And his murder was never solved. Jesus. Wait. Are you ready? Yeah. I have goosebumps. Again. Um... There is speculation that Jason's case could be related to Crystal's disappearance. Jason Ellis's previous partner was Nick Houck. Wow. Um, yeah. So wow. yeah, and Jason was real bad on trying huh? to get you know drugs off the street and everything like that. Yeah. So in April of 2014, there was another just horrific murder, which. They really, even the families, like, there's there's no way that this is connected. Um, uh, school teacher Kathy Neverland and her 16-year-old daughter were found slaughtered in their home. It was just outside of Bardstown. Yeah. Kathy had been shot, but Samantha had been brutally beaten and her throat was slashed. These murders also remain unsolved. Mm. Some speculate that this case could be related to Jason and Crystal, but there's there's literally no connection right. like there is between Jason and Crystal and yeah. Tommy, you know. Um, prior to this rash of murders, there was a dark side to the regions and counties surrounding Bardstown. Um, are you ready for this? Yeah. The counties were home to the, quote, cornbread mafia. What? Wait. Rural, rural I can't say that word, farmers turned drug traffickers. At their peak, they ran the largest marijuana production operation in the United States. It's like the Snells on fucking Ozark. 100%. They eventually moved on to better drugs like heroin, cocaine, and methamphetamine. Um, There's a ridiculous amount of rumors saying that the cases are related to each other through the Hauk brothers and the Cornbread Mafia and them trafficking drugs, basically, for them. Which I could believe. Um, Again, the common denominators are the brothers. Yeah. Uh, Jason, these are possible scenarios. Jason found out Nick was into some shady shit and was going to snitch. So he shot him. The Neverlands possibly saw something they shouldn't have because they were in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Crystal was in too deep with Brooks and she was going to leave him. And Mm -hmm. he couldn't risk that. And Tommy was getting too close to finding out the truth about Crystal. Mm. Um, Where are we at? Like an hour and ten minutes. Oh, I can get through this. Okay. Um, <clears throat> during there was another uh, podcast about Bardstown you heard me listening to it yeah. the creators actually tracked down Nick and Brooks Yeah. so they go to Nick's grandmother's house because that's where he's living now and he fucking runs out the back door and gets in his truck and drives away <laughs> the grandmother hands the girl a note with his phone number on it it's a disconnected phone number okay um, he calls her back Mm-hmm. And says, I'm not talking. Not talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, she then finds Brooks, knocks on his door. He's living with his new girlfriend, whose name is Crystal, oh. who has blonde hair and blue eyes. 
and says oh, that, that yeah, he's refusing to answer any questions, and he should. Uh, they should talk to Sherry Ballard, Crystal's mom. Yeah. Um, my chief McGubbin, who was the chief with Jason McLovin. Um, he said that became a standard answer for Brooks, and that he was denying any wrongdoing, and it didn't work. So he started going in the opposite direction, saying really that he didn't do anything wrong. I don't have any information, and Crystal's mom will. So yeah. talk to her. Um, <clears throat> all the murders happened around holidays or long holiday weekends. Uh, however, like I said, the family of Kathy and Samantha Neverland adamantly deny any connection between yeah. them. And it really doesn't seem like it. Right. You know, it just seems fuck. Yeah. So Nelson County Sheriff Ray Perinella says the rumor mill is the most frustrating thing for police. They end up following rumors, not fact, and right now that's the only thing connecting the cases is rumors. Yeah. Uh, sir, I think you are wrong, but whatever. Uh, Chief McGubbin couldn't help but notice the similarities in Jason Ellis's murder and Tommy Ballard, Ballard's murder. The shooters were lying in wait, and it was sniper-type shootings. Many people believe it's the drugs connecting everything. Jason was a canine cop who was fighting to get drugs off of the street. Right. In August of 2013, Brant Sheckles, a member of the Bardstown Money Gang, claimed the street gang was responsible. Brant is the nephew of Bill Sheckles, who was the mayor at the time of the murder. Chief McGovern says they're a bunch of fucking idiots. They're trying to empower themselves by making that claim, intimidating people, and using the fear factor that I'm so bad I killed a cop. Yeah. They didn't do it. In May of 2017, so now we're going a little forward here, Kentucky State Police hired two retired troopers specifically to aid in the investigation of the Bardstown murders. Mm. Spokesperson Lieutenant Michael Webb said police haven't ruled out the possibility that the cases might be connected, but offered no other details. Yeah. So Tommy with his notes. Mm -hmm. They're doing this documentary for Oxygen, and it was a reporter, Stephanie Boward, and... uh, Dwayne Stanton. I can't remember what he did. There was a a box. This giant box. Of notes? Everything. That Sherry Ballard kept because she said she didn't trust the police with it. Wow. So, um, Dwayne Stanton was a retired detective. And he was stunned at the amount of work that Tommy had put into the investigation and was impressed by his commitment and dedication to solving Crystal's case and said that he hadn't seen that type of work in actual police departments. Mm. She showed him the box. Yeah. So uh, Sherry's uncle, Sammy Johnson, took over where Tommy left off with the investigation. He had been with Tommy the whole way. He had been in the military and worked with investigators in Tennessee on numerous missing persons cases. Uh, another key person in Team Crystal was Judy Mikey, who trained cadaver dogs. Mm. She had a three-year-old Dutch shepherd named Gina, I think. She helped the family search hundreds of miles beyond what police could handle. Yeah. Uh, professional divers with the PD searched ponds and lakes for Crystal, and when they had exhausted all of their efforts, the family hired Mike Carew, owner of Captain Mike's Diving, who had 10 years' experience diving with the New York Police Department. Yeah. A few months after Crystal went missing, a cadaver dog alerted in the area by Melody Lake in Nelson County, but nothing was found. Mm-hmm. So they go back and they search this area. Right. Um, there's two new primary locations by Melody's Lake. They conducted several searches, and Mike warned the family that it's possible that they're not going to find an intact body at no, this point. No. Um, he said looking for her is going to be like looking 
for a needle in a haystack. Yeah. Uh, while the family conducted their own searches, the police investigation was still going strong. It really was. Like, these guys didn't give up. Mm-hmm. July 25th of 2017, police execute another search warrant on Anna Whiteside's home. They were looking for bullets and a reloader. Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Possibly related to Tommy's death. Mm. A couple days after that, Brooks's new girlfriend, Crystal, was arrested for stealing yard signs that said, quote, standing with the Ballards. Mm. Like, don't be a twat. Yeah. Come on. Uh, she was charged with theft by unlawful taking. Okay. Yeah. So they charged her for stealing the signs. <laughs> <laughs> um, July 19th, 2018, Brooks was arrested on four felony charges. Don't Ooh. get excited. He was accused of stealing 200 bundles of roofing shingles from Lowell's over the course of several days. Jeez. Oh, Police searched his home and Dude, were they're seen. just trying to find anything. Yeah. Just to... Well, he did. St- he did. Yeah, but these are like, fuck you charges. <laughs> yeah. Um, they searched his home and ended up removing several bags and computers. He was released on a $25,000 bond the day following his arrest. His trial was moved to a nearby county for obvious reasons. Yeah. And he was facing up to 20 years in prison, but was acquitted in April of 2019. Ooh. Excuse me. Uh, at this point, the family and the community were growing increasingly frustrated at the lack of movement in all the cases. Not with the police, just in general. Yeah. Um, over 70 search warrants had been served, and the police were still pursuing Holy leads. fuck. Yeah. Um, you know what, though? I mean, that's not, like, anything out of the n- no, normal. I wouldn't. Because, I, mean, I mean, we're talking over the course of a couple years. Some of the guys, now. I mean, so. in our cases. Yeah. God, I remember Lugo and a couple of the other guys stuck with search warrants. And Ugh. fuck, even me and a couple yeah. that I was lead. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. When you're writing like 10 in a row. Oh, 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 I remember that. Yeah. You love doing that. Dude. Um, So at this point, Brooks was the only person who had been named as a suspect. And Nick was the only person who had been named as a person of interest. So let's fast forward or go backwards a little bit. Excuse me. Um, Tommy had a tragedy like this happen to him previously. Okay. His sister, Frida Shireen Ballard Barnes, who they called Sherry. Um, she was in high school when she met and started dating Estelle Eddie Barnes Jr. They got married right out of high school, and she got pregnant shortly after. Yeah. Eddie was pissed. He didn't want to be responsible for a child. Mm. On January 29th, 1979, 19-year-old Sherry, who was seven and a half months pregnant, left her parents' house to get her car fixed and never returned. The next day, her father and uncle went looking for her and reported her missing. They and hundreds of volunteers spent the next eight weeks looking for her. Two months after she went missing, her purse was found in a remote area along the Ohio River in Clarksville, Indiana. And down there from the purse in the river, her car was found partially submerged with a large rock on the gas pedal. Jesus. Three years after Sherry went missing, a man named George was arrested on burglary charges and started singing like a canary. Mm-hmm. Cut me a deal, and I'll tell you what happened to of her. Of course. So he ended. He did end up getting a reduced sentence. However, he was friends with Eddie, and he helped him cover up Sherry's murder. The men had murdered her, buried her, dug her up, buried her, dug her up again, and then burnt her. 
What the fuck? Um, she, the burned remains were found on a farm in Nelson County. Eddie had shot her to death. He was arrested in 1982. The trial was delayed for two years while the courts decided if he should be tried for the baby's death too. However, ultimately, he was only charged and convicted with first-degree murder for Sherry. Oh, that's bullshit. Uh, Eddie and George were both convicted to, or excuse me, sentenced to life in prison. During a family gathering, Sherry's death was brought up. Mm-hmm. Brooks got a little too fucking curious yeah. and started asking a shit ton of, like, detailed questions. Yeah. To the point that it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He still continued to ask questions. So it was a farm. She got burned. She was shot. They got buried. Like, too many questions. Yeah. A month later, Crystal goes missing. Mm. Yeah. So, the in 2019, Nelson County, a new Nelson County Sheriff appointed. Um, he would start in January of 2020. He promised to bring new efforts to the Crystal Rogers case. He said one of the first things he's going to do after taking office is hire a new detective to help with the case. I like how they're not giving up. They're not at all. At all. They're not slowing down. I like that. The investigations have continuously been testing evidence as forensic technology evolves. One investigator said flat out they know who did it and they know how he did it, but they need more evidence to, to prove, prove it. it. Yeah. In August of 2020, the FBI announced that they were officially taking over the case. Mm-hmm. They would be the lead investigators. However, Kentucky State Police and Nelson County Sheriffs would still be yeah, obviously involved. involved. On August 6th of 2020, more than 150 state and federal law enforcement officers began executing nine federal search warrants and conducting more than 50 interviews. They also launched a website, crystalrogerstaskforce.com, dedicated to sharing information. That website, by the way, is still up, and you can still mark any information that you have on there. That's awesome. It gives multiple hotline numbers if you don't want to type anything, so it comes back to a, you know, IP address. Um, you can leave any information. You can remain anonymous. You can call a hotline. Um, so the search warrants included Nick's house, Brooks's house, and several bodies of water. They had to force entry into Brooks's house, though, and spent about 10 hours there. For the first time, they found out that Brooks had a storage unit, and that was also searched. And while they were at Nick's home, a pickup truck was focused, uh, focused on for several hours by multiple people and dogs. Yeah. Uh, on August 9th, 2020, information about a vehicle of interest was released. It was a red SUV seen at the Hauk Farm at 3.45 in the morning on July 4th of 2015. Agents obviously asked for any information. They also, on August 14th, identified a new area of interest near Poplar Flats Road and Farmaway Drive in Bardstown. Again, the FBI is asking for the public to think back to July 4th to see if they can remember anything. Yeah. Crystal's car was re-examined. They didn't find anything. A year later, very recent, August 24th, 2021, the FBI began searching a subdivision in Bardstown with cadaver dogs. Quote, based on information gathered by the federal investigation over the last year, FBI Louisville is now conducting several searches in the Woodlong Springs subdivision, per an FBI statement. Yeah. Special agents closed uh, one street down in the 250-acre residential community while the FBI conducted searches, including digging, at specific addresses. 
Uh, it turns out that Brooks owned three properties in the subdivision. No shit. Brooks was also building several homes in that subdivision at the time of Crystal's disappearance. Mm. The area was previously searched in 2015 with a cadaver dog alerting to a mound of dirt, but nothing was found. A home on North Howard Street had their entire front yard and driveway up to the garage dug up. Wow. After a seven-day dig, the FBI stated they found several items of interest and put a rush on testing in Quantico, Virginia. Mm -hmm. On August 28th of 2001, the FBI offers a $25,000 reward for any information. Um, The FBI is also now publicly speculating that they have evidence that can connect the cases. No shit. They also released a statement saying that there are people in Bardstown who know exactly what happened to Crystal Rogers and now is the time to come forward. Ooh, I got chills. Everything that was found in the search that they say could connect the cases and the several items of interest are still being tested in Quantico. It hasn't been released yet. Yeah. Obviously, it's only, you know, August. So... There is potential for it to for, be for, Yes, for a close to come wow. to all three of these cases. Isn't that fucking crazy? It is. And they just, they didn't fucking stop. I like that. They did not give up. They didn't. And Sherry Ballard ended up apologizing because she kind of, she wasn't a big fan of the police. She didn't think they were doing enough, but she didn't really understand the whole keeping it close to the vest yeah. thing. So... But you gotta you gotta listen to her, babe. Her her voice is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. She sounds like Tinkerbell. So mm. but yeah, I, I recommend you watch the Oxygen documentary. Mm-hmm. It goes into great detail about Tommy's murder. Yeah. And they actually um they go out and they, they test it. The whole laser where it would shoot kind of thing. So Excuse me. Yeah. It's a good documentary. But so now we wait there's potential that they could uh, possibly find something or have something. Hopefully they got a rush on what they're testing. Yeah, they so said that they were. Long. Yeah. And I mean, a rush in testing is like three months. Well, it depends on what it is. Yeah. But they found several items of interest. I'm curious what items they haven't they released it. I'm sure they won't. I know, but, but like I need them to. I know, I know. I need them to, and I need them to now. Right, to you personally. Yes, call me. <laughs> call me. Man, that it does sound like it has potential. This is one of those, like, I really wanted to solve it while I was doing research. <laughs> like, I really wanted to. Yeah. And I, I didn't. I mean, we all know who did it. Yeah. Fuck face. Yeah. You just got to prove it. That's... The hardest I really part. appreciate you asking me that question. I'm going to really liar. appreciate the guy who butt fucks you in jail. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm a little angry about this one. So. This was interesting. Yeah. Wow. I tried not to tell you everything. Yeah. I know. I was surprised. I did throw some shit in there. I really did want to solve it though. <laughs> I know. I could see your face right now. Yeah. So. Yep. You're probably going to call Quantico tomorrow. I'm going to and be like, where are my several items of interest? <laughs> right. What What are you fucking doing? Get Get Chief McGovern. Get him. Get McLovin. Oh, babe. His, so he gave an actual interview about the night Jason was murdered. Yeah. So when he was talking about kneeling down to him and crying. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I was like sobbing because yeah. he's like, I couldn't be emotional. I had to stay strong for the guys and... And I'm like, oh, 
I'll cry for you. Oh my god, I McGubbin, man. I want to hug him. Yeah. I want to hug him. He's retired now in Florida, in Sarasota. Good for him. And when they called him to tell him about Tommy's murder, the first thing he said was, no shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. So if I hear any updates or I happen to solve the case, yeah, I will keep you guys updated. This was good. Yeah. This was a good one. I like this one. I, I worked hard too. on this one because I, I really did. want to solve it. It's been a couple weeks you've been working yeah. on it now. Mm-hmm. So Now I'm on the big one. The big one that everybody wants. Yes. And everybody's begging for it. Yes. Yes. West Memphis. West Memphis 3. Yes. That's going to be the next one coming out. Will it be Patreon? I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Because we discussed this, remember? Yeah. Maybe we'll make this one a freebie. Okay. And then the next one I'm doing, I'm going to solve this motherfucker before I do the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to solve it. <laughs> You watch. All right. I will go fucking join the Indiana State goddamn police just to be like, oh, what I, you guys know? I know what you're... What you won't tell me? The Delphi. The Delphi. I got you. So. This West Memphis good. 3 is going well. Uh, had a few nightmares. <laughs> no, you're not going to lie. How long do you think before we can do it? What's, what's today? Friday? Friday. If you don't fucking bother me tomorrow at all... I could have part one done by Sunday. We can make that happen. I'm anticipating it being a two-parter. Okay. Um, yeah, I could make that happen. Yeah, if you just if you just leave me alone tomorrow, mm-hmm. I can probably get through it. Babe, that won't be a problem. Yeah. You don't have to beg me for no. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me take my motherfucking nap in between. That's fine. But yeah, I, I started it already. I okay. started it last night. When you, uh, right about the time you woke up and said... Are you going to fucking go to bed? <laughs> so. The only thing I ask is if you could help me bathe tomorrow. Yeah. And we're going to dye your hair again. Yes. Yeah. But wash my body. I don't wash your body. You wash your own fucking body. <laughs> Just help me so I don't fucking yeah, slip. <laughs> that's all. Or get your... Guys, he gets the fucking loofah stuck on his septum ring. I do. All the motherfucking time. Every fucking time. Every time. I have to go in there and cut it out. Ugh. God, it it's kind of funny. I gotta put the thicker one in. Yeah, we gotta. Maybe we'll go tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. No, I have to work on the case. Okay. Well, then maybe Sunday. All right. I still have to work on the case. I know. So I don't even. It's, Are you proud it's of me? It's only seven fifty. I know. Dude. It feels like three in the morning. Oh no! It like I thought it was like nine nine thirty. Fuck. Because like I'm like holding on for dear life right now wow like i i like are you proud of me for hanging i am on? i am but you know what once we got like past tommy's murder yeah. there was no stopping yeah I there gotcha. there would have a part two would have been stupid yeah so no this it was a good one it cut my interest then west memphis three is really gonna oh i'm i'm excited for that one kelly's been that since the day i was like Hey, Mark and I are going to do a podcast. She's like, you should do West Memphis 3. Yeah. So she keeps asking me. Yeah. So we'll do it. We've gotten that request before. Every, too, so. Everybody wants yeah. to hear it. Everybody. And I really, it's one of those, it's like a Scott Peterson, Casey Anthony. Well, we're we, stuck on. You either think they did it or yeah. you think they didn't. And there's we, no in between. We both have been, we, we both have the same opinion. They didn't fucking do it. Yeah, from the get-go, yep. we've... 
and watching like the documentary, I did not know how many famous people like oh, are yes. on board yes. for getting them free. Yes. And then so I I read The Devil's Knot and I'm reading it again and yeah. she's the author is uh, the details from that book are are insane. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 going to be for sure it's going to be a two-parter. That's fine. Cuz this one's Oh, it's a it's a lot. Yeah. And I'm finding like I'm I'm finding things that I didn't read in the book. Yeah. And haven't heard yet. So Okay. I did have nightmares the other night, though, because I was stupidly looking at fucking crime scene photos right before I went to bed. Oh, uh, you can't do that. No. Uh, and please don't anybody look at them. They're awful. They're, bad. they're awful. And it's not even the worst ones that are on the... No. But they're, it's in the documentary, too. Yeah, it is. So, so that'll be coming out. I, I, will, I promise you by Sunday we will have part one. Okay. That's cool. So. Well, this was a good one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We apologize. It's been like a week, but it's been. I feel a like it's been longer. Yeah, but we we had a lot going on. It's been so. a week, guys. It's been yeah. a week. So, but we're back. We're back. So. Um, Should play the Eminem song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna get the t-shirts Monday. Yep. And we'll put them out. We'll put them out. I'm getting more merch too, so more glow in the dark magnets. Yep. So, mm-hmm. thank you guys and thank you Patreons for signing up. We're yes, you guys are the fucking best. Yeah. Oh, did you tell him we now have a five star review on Facebook? Yes. Because of you fabulous people. Yes. Thank you guys. We finally got a review on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you had to meet like twenty or twenty five, but I we finally know. got a five star review. Yeah. So thank you very much. Please keep posting yes. reviews. Please, please. Yes. Check out our Patreon page if you want merch. You don't have to sign up to be a Patreon Patreon to get it. Um, it's up there. Right. Let me know. Keep sending requests too. We like them. Yeah. So we do still have a list of requests. Yes, that we do. We're gonna get to. And I am the, getting through them. But what West Memphis Three was. Yeah. Right we, off the bat. We got to do that. And it's, this one was actually Crystal Rogers was actually one of um, Lola's first requests. Okay. So finally pulled it out for. Her. All right. But Good yeah, deal. we'll get. The, I promise you, I'll get through them. All right. Because your guys' suggestions are fantastic. Yeah, they are. They really are. All right, guys. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this one, and we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.